What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode, another week of the Refocus Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Eric Elliott, and I'm going to be going through today uh, another interview with um, one of the other IN3 coaches from uh, IN3 with Jason Phillips, uh, Brandy Wan. So Brandy is actually a huge specialist. Uh, she was one of their first, if not the first, uh, nutrition coaches hired on that uh, company, on their staff. Um, Brandy is a specialist in reverse dieting, and then she actually authored a book uh, at IN3 for reverse dieting. She's a dog lover as well, so um, prior to actually recording the interview, we talked a little bit about our uh, communal love for dogs. Um, Brandy also goes into this episode, guys, super deep on what reverse dieting is, how to incorporate it, and from a coach's perspective, how to actually follow through with that, because... I know for myself when I get a new client who comes on and is very is eating very little, the hardest thing uh, or one of the hardest things is convincing them that we have to spend months upon months repairing their metabolism before we can actually see some of the results they want to see. Um, because in the reality of it, like we just can't take blood away from the stone, we can't take calories away from nothing um, to create fat loss. So this is the uh, process that we end up having to go through. So Brandy breaks that down really, really well in this podcast, guys. Uh, so be sure to give it a listen and take some notes right all the way to the end. If you have any questions or want to leave a, a review on this podcast, um, by, by always be free to do so. Uh, leave that right on whatever platform you happen to listen to um, and then leave some comments on my Instagram or DM me as well if you want to hear more about uh, what reverse dieting is or want to kind of work together and figure out if what what you're eating or how much you're eating is the appropriate amount for you and for the goals that you have guys so without further ado I'm going to leave it right here Uh, you can listen to Brandy One thanks guys And we're back, guys, with Brandy Wan from IN3. I'm pronouncing that, Brandy. Is that correct? That's correct. Whereabouts are you uh, located right now, Brandy? Well, we just moved from Utah uh, to Idaho, so kind of similar area. Oh, cool. Um, what was the, the big reason for the move? Just wanted to change the scenery? Uh, A couple things we wanted. So we had a 1,500 square foot house, which most people would consider on the smaller side. But for us, it was just more space than we needed. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted a smaller house. And in Utah, large families are very popular. So it's hard to find smaller homes that is not like a condo or something along those lines, which we want a yard for our dogs. So uh, in Idaho, the housing is a little bit cheaper. So there was that draw. And my husband is a firefighter paramedic in Utah, and he did he still has his job, so we needed to be close enough for him to commute. So that's kind of geographically how that worked out for us. And it was a big goal of ours to be mortgage-free, and selling our home and doing what we're doing has allowed us to do that, so it's pretty exciting. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome opportunity. So guys, this I got on to Brandy. Uh, she is a nutrition coach at IN3. From what Jason uh, Phillips, who owns and founded IN3, says, she's the first ever uh, coach hired at that company. Uh, she specializes in reverse dieting, so we're going to go into deep into reverse dieting and what that is today. Before we do that, I'd like to dive into a little bit of your history, Brandy, in terms of how you got into being a nutrition coach to start off with. 
I imagine it wasn't your first job, but maybe it was. So let's talk a little bit about that. How did you get into the fitness industry and fitness in general? Yeah, so in 2007, I kind of had a little aha come to Jesus moment where I just like, I was 25 and I looked at my body and I was like, how this can't be like, I can't already be on the downswing of like looking my best and being like the most healthy person, um, you know, at 25. So I was not in a good place um, with where, you know, I wasn't taking good care of myself, really. And I was working out at the gym, you know. Probably I would have said four to five times a week, but more realistically, it was probably two to three times a week. And so that's kind of what my husband discovered CrossFit through the wonderful internet. And, um, you know, he kind of started showing me some things. So that's where, like, I got real serious about fitness was because the workouts that they did was really exciting to me and seeing girls be able to, like, do things that the guys were doing and keeping up with the men and doing like the pull-ups, like I was totally into that. Uh, Cardio has never really been a big strength of mine or something I enjoy. So the fact that that wasn't like a main component or and or you were kind of tricked into doing cardio by the the Metcon, you know, of the doing things (laughs) for for time, um, I really liked that. So that's how I like really got into fitness. And in 2007, there was not a lot of CrossFit gyms And so the closest one to us was over an hour away. So we ended up starting our own gym uh, with a few friends. And at the three-year mark, I quit my full-time corporate job to run the gym. And so that was huge, uh, you know, very scary to do, but also was necessary to grow the business. So then we did that for like seven years. And then we sold our portion of the gym. And I kind of took a break for a little over a year. I didn't work. Which, if you know anybody running a gym out there knows that it's very hard. It's very rewarding work, but it's also really draining. So took that break. Through that break, I've discovered Jason Phillips, and I had been like looking at some macro stuff here and there, but nothing really clicked with me because I felt like the whole message was about eat garbage food and look awesome. <laughs> and while the idea of that sounds kind of good, I guess, but that didn't really like fit with me because my background was more in like paleo and clean eating. And I still wanted to have some of that in my life, you know, a majority of that in my life. So Jason was the first person that I came across that was kind of preaching the balance and that food quality is still important. And I'm not saying other nutrition coaches don't think food quality is important, but the way it was like marketed at the time was not really appealing to me, you know, in that way. So I connected with him and started working with him as a client and he didn't know this, but I was like, I need to get a job. Like I've had enough time off and you start making some money again. What am I going to do? I wasn't, you know, really sure. Cause I didn't really want to go back to coaching CrossFit. Cause I was kind of over it, but I didn't also didn't want to go back to a corporate type office job. So anyway, one day on our call, he just asked me if I would be interested in learning how to do what he does. And I was like, couldn't say yes fast enough. Like I didn't even know how much I wanted to do it (laughs) myself (laughs) until he asked me about it. So then he started mentoring me and kind of, you know, took me under his wing, taught teaching me his ways, his magical ways of the macros. Um, so yeah, through that. So we did that with him. And then, you know, initially when I started taking clients, he like reviewed all of my stuff which was nice because then, you know, I knew like 
I couldn't really make a mistake because if I did, he would catch it and he would, you know, show me a different way or why he would go a certain direction. So, and then fast forward, here we are, like I'm four years in and, you know, the business is growing. It's huge now and we have an amazing team and yeah, so it's awesome. It's, it's a great job and I love the schedule. And I really love that I get to work with a similar population. Not all my clients are CrossFitters and I don't, and I don't mind that they're not all CrossFitters, but people that are, you know, people come to a CrossFit gym because they're interested in health or looking good or, you know, something along those lines. I started CrossFit just because I, you know, wasn't feeling real great about myself from a total health perspective. And it was the only program that I could stick to for like more than a couple months and not get (laughs) bored with it, you know? And so I like that I still get to work with people who are coming to us because, you know, they're very committed to doing something different and, or getting help to find, you know, they've tried so many diets on their own and, they've worked for a certain amount of time or maybe they haven't. And they're just, there's so much information out there. It's so confusing. You don't know what's right. You know, do you eat carbs? Do you not eat carbs? Do you eat tons of fat? Do you not eat fat? Like, you know, do you eat meat or not eat meat? Like there's just so much information out there. It's so confusing to know like where to even start a lot of the time. Absolutely. And you know, yourself as a gym owner, when you started out and in a CrossFit coach, I mean, had you had any coaching experience before jumping into, you know, coaching in a CrossFit setting? And then, you know, went back back up to, you know, becoming a nutrition coach. Do you think that coaching as in as a CrossFit coach to start off with helped in transitioning that process of just, you know, empathizing with people a little bit more um, through their struggles and your ability to become the coach that you are today? Yeah, uh, I had no coaching experience prior to doing having the CrossFit gym. So we, you know, definitely learned a lot the first couple of years just getting into it. Because, again, you know, we don't we couldn't even really go to a CrossFit gym for a while to like learn from somebody else. It was like, get your level one and go, (laughs) you know, (laughs) watch all the videos online you can find and go. So um, but also, you know, that's how you learn. So, of course, when I started there. And when I started as a nutrition coach, I had my doubts of my, you know, capabilities. Um, but you really learn when you're working with the people, because whether it's in the gym, you know, everyone's body moves a little bit differently and people pick things up on certain things faster than others. You know, it's similar to nutrition. People's bodies respond very differently. There's no like do this and you will get this outcome hundred percent of the time, you know, so you got to work with people to get really that experience. And most definitely having the CrossFit gym and working with, you know, all the clients and the classes helped me to be able to do what I'm doing now and be, you know, a really good coach and learning, you know, so I don't work with clients face to face anymore, like I did in the CrossFit gym every day. But in both you know, both places you, you ask questions and you learn more about your clients more so than just in terms of macros. Did you hit your macros or not? You know, in terms of the gym, like, did you show up to the workout and, you know, do the prescribed weight? You know, it's knowing the client well enough to know if they should do the prescribed weight, what type of, you know, plan diet wise is going to be the most appropriate for them 
in this setting where they are today and all the history behind, you know, what they've done to their body with diets and things like that. So yes, most definitely that experience in the gym helped me a ton with where I'm at now. Absolutely. And, and I know you as the, the reverse dieting expert, if you will. Um, you've written a book on it. You, as Jason said, like you're, you relied upon um, as, the, as the person within that company that's really good at reverse dieting um, and knows a lot about it, even though the other coaches there also know a ton about it as well. So how did you become to, to the, for that to be your niche, if that is your niche? And then also, you know, mm-hmm. let's, what is reverse dieting to kind of break that down for people? Yeah, well, I think, you know, one of the reasons why it became kind of my niche is just because so many of the clients that I work with and continue to work with, they, they, that's what they need. They need a reverse diet and put super simple, a reverse diet is the opposite of what you think of when you think of dieting. When you think of dieting, you think of restricting, cutting, eating less, some, something like that. And reverse dieting is the opposite of that. So it's eating more with a plan, not just like a free for all, you know, it's being not restricting or less restrictive, more inclusive and basically kind of breaking that cycle of that yo-yo diet or that binge restrict, you know, that people, a lot of people do because they follow some diet that's supposed to, you know, make all their dreams come true body composition wise. And it's so stinking hard that at some point they break, whether it's two weeks in, two months in, you know, they hit their point where their cravings get so uncontrollable that, you know, they fall into an entire pizza or a box (laughs) of cookies and donuts, you know, like, and that's not their fault. It's not because they don't have willpower. It's because most likely they are severely restricting their food options and or total calories. And their body is like screaming at them that it needs some more sustenance and fuel. And that a lot of times comes in cravings for highly like palatable foods, like the sugary, fatty, salty, like we can't, we can't deny those cravings for very long. You know, it's not, it's not real often that you crave something like eggs or tuna, you know, (laughs) like protein is super important, but most of the time when we have a craving, it's not for that type of food. It's for you know, that super high calorie that you can just eat a ton, all the whole entire bag of chips in one sitting, you know, like, and you're like, Oh my gosh, how did that just happen? Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like the very simple reason for reverse diet. And I just, we, I get so many clients, not, not every client I have starts with a reverse diet, but a lot of them, you know, have a history of, under eating, whether it's intentional or not, you know, they, there's so, it's so easy to do something with good intentions and have it kind of backfire on you or have a negative result because, you know, you read something about, like, I, you know, my background is in like paleo type clean eating. I have, you know, researched that a lot just personally. That was definitely what I, you know, preached mostly in my gym was like food quality. But what I was missing was the importance of adequate carbohydrates in that type of setting. Um, And when I was competitive in CrossFit, I wish I would have, you know, known more about that, because I know it could have improved my abilities immensely to be, you know, more properly fueled, fueled in terms of carbohydrates. Um, You know, so the, you know, the right thing for the right situation, if you're working out really hard in the gym, you need to be eating a certain, certain amount so that, 
what you're doing in the gym can actually, you know, you can see the results of if you're trying to build muscle and you're not eating enough calories, you're going to have a really hard time seeing that muscle mass come on your body, you know? Absolutely. And to back up a little bit, why do you think that, you know, this, this need for reverse dieting has become an issue um, with a lot of the clients you're seeing? Like personally speaking, like I think that at least 50% of the people um, who are coming to me for nutrition help, the first step is, is, you know, implementing some sort of a reverse diet just because a lot of them, like they're, as Jason always says, they're coming to us from the, as a last resort where they've tried, you know, they've tried keto, they've tried everything else under the sun, we're the last resort and they've already restricted a super amount of calories so they have to go back up. So why is it that reverse dieting has become, I don't want to say like trendy, but has become a theme that's actually that's needed for so many people um, within your clientele as, as well as everyone else who needs help? I think a lot of it is... You know, we're so used to getting things instantly. We're always looking for that magic thing that we that's missing for us, right? So maybe it's, you know, intermittent fasting. Maybe it's carb backloading. Maybe it's keto. Maybe it's, you know, super low fat. Um, and I'll throw macros in there too, you know, like macros. All, pretty much all of those things can be done correctly and can be done improperly, right? Mm -hmm. So... I think a lot of it is we, you know, we're like, okay, well, sure, I want to lose five pounds or 20 pounds or whatever. So the best way for me to do that is essentially to eat as little as possible, right? So no matter which, uh, what they decide to do in terms of, you know, the actual diet, what the actual diet looks like, they you know, take it to the extreme or they find some plan on, you know, line that says eat these six meals a day and it's all to the extremes, right? So it's not enough food and then they find themselves binging on the weekends or having to have that cheat day and, you know, that's a pretty good telltale sign that it's what you're doing is not sustainable and even if you do make your goal, most likely you're going to like gain it all back as soon as you stop because there a lot of times people don't have a plan for after the diet, right? That's really what a lot of times is missing is one, the diet itself is not laid out in a way that is actually sustainable because it's like let's do this as quickly and with this little time, you know, like, I want to lose 20 pounds by the end of the month. And, you know, like, that's very hard to make happen for most individuals. And then that's all they think about. They don't think about, well, what do I do after that? Whether they're working with someone to help them or just on their own, like, a lot of times that's not being talked about. So they kind of get into a place where they've literally tried everything with little or no results at all. They are, you know, possibly coming to from a place of, if nothing else, just being super frustrated, right? Mm -hmm. Like how this should not be this hard. Why am, why is this so hard for me to figure out? I, I should know how to feed myself, you know? Um, and then they also can be like, I've tried all these things. They all worked for a little bit of time, but none of them, I try to go back to what I've done before and I don't get the same results. It doesn't work as well. I cut calories even further and I'm gaining weight now. And, you know, I'm so irritable. I have no energy. I can't sleep. Like all of these things are like signs that your body is trying to tell you that it is not in a good place and is not being taken care of properly, even though you think that you are like, you know, 
our desire to like be leaner, be more shredded, you know, look better in a bathing suit. It's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, we're, we're doing it to try to improve our appearance, which usually improves our own self-confidence. Uh, but we can do it in such a damaging way because we just want to go to that extreme. And then we just kind of lose it. You know, like people can come to us being, you know, on the the minimal side of things is just like complete frustration, right? And maybe Mm -hmm. they've gained back all the weight they've lost. But on the more extreme side, you know, they can, women lose their periods from not eating enough and a combination of working out too much, you know, and everybody's sex hormones can drop dramatically. So men's testosterone takes a huge dive, you know, and then you don't have the energy that you need to do much of anything, let alone try to work out. Um, you know, and so it can affect hormones. It can affect, I mean, your hair can start falling out when you're not eating enough, like things, your sleep gets greatly affected. So things that we don't even think probably would be connected to what we're eating or how much we're eating totally are. So I think that people get to a point where they're like, I don't know what to do and I need some help, you know? And so then they come to us and we kind of tell them, you know, we get a history from all our clients as I'm sure you do too. And from there we can say like, okay, this is all the things that you've tried in the past. And this is what we're going to do different this time. Like I'm going to help guide you through this scary process of reverse dieting. We're going to eat more and, you know, so many good things are going to come out of it over the course of time. But there's a lot of trust that has to come from the client initially because a lot of times the idea of eating more just instantly means I'm going to get fat. And that's real scary when they're coming to you wanting to lose weight, you know, and be a healthier version of themselves. And you're telling them they're going to reverse diet and there's all these good things that are going to come of it. But they might only hear more food. And in my mind, that means I'm going to gain weight and get fat. And, you know, it's hopeless. So it's a really hard process for a lot of people. But with a good coach, you know, it can, that can really, just like if you, you know, when you're taking a class, if you have a really good teacher, no matter how hard the subject matter is, it can make it a lot better than if you have a horrible teacher, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of like that too. Absolutely. And when it comes to, like, this is the, probably the question I get the most when it comes to, you know, just everyday conversation with nutrition, because as people know who you are and what you do, they ask like very specific questions and just try to, you know, to diagnose and figure things out in five seconds when you're talking to them. But this is the one I hear the most is like, Mrs. Jones comes to you and says, I'm eating 1200 calories a day and I'm not losing weight. Why? How do you respond to that? Yeah. Well, you know, first I'd ask a few follow-up questions if I don't know the person very well, like, you know, how much sleep are you getting? How much are you working out a day? What kind of job do you have? What's your stress look like in your life? You know, do you have four kids that you're running all around town all day, every day, you know, to all their practices, play dates and all of that? And how long have you been eating 1200 calories for, you know, and how do you like, okay, you haven't lost weight, but let's talk about some other things. You know, how do you, how do you feel in general? Like, how's your energy level? Like asking those types of questions also helps them kind of understand why when you tell them they actually need to eat more, it helps them understand it better. Because if I just say, oh, well, you're only eating 1200 calories, you're not eating enough, you need to eat more. They're like, okay, well, why, you know? That, that sounds great and all, but why? So once they can kind of see, yeah, I mean, I have no energy. 
I'm not sleeping very well. I'm so irritable. Like I'm usually not this irritable with my kids or my spouse, you know, um, or can't think clearly at work. You know, you can kind of let them know that those are signs that they're not eating enough and that through this process that should all improve immensely. So I think also, you know, just the education piece of helping them understand and then sometimes even when you give them all of that, they're still very hesitant because the idea of eating more can be very scary for people. So just kind of have to ask them to trust you a little bit that like, I want you to reach your goals as much as you do, right? Like I want all of this for you. I, I care about my clients. You care about your clients. You know, like this is a relationship as well. You know, it's not just pay me your pay me what I charge and here's your diet, right? <laughs> you know, we are in this together. Um, and we can be the, as the coaches, we can be that unbiased person that is very hard for you to do yourself with yourself, you know? So that's also where the, having the coach can be so great. I know for me, when I hired Jason, I was just really like, you, you know, I can make my own food. Like I can meet the numbers. Tell me, how much to eat and I'll make it happen. You know, like it was nice for me just to be able to like trust him in that and, and just be like, you tell me what to do and I will do it and make, just take this second guessing out of it. Right. And if I ever did second guess it, I could ask him and he could explain it. So that's, what's really nice about having a coach as well is you can ask those questions. And when you start off on something, you know, any type of diet plan, if we don't see like major results within like four or five days, like we feel like something must be wrong, right? Because we're like, what do you mean? I've been eating all the right things for the last three days. And where's my six pack? You know, <laughs> Where are my bulging biceps? <laughs> you know, so it's nice to have the coach for that, as well as, you know, just continually educating people about where they have been, why they need this now. And, you know, just like when someone has a lot of weight to lose, they didn't get there overnight. It takes a long time, right, to lose a significant amount of weight. If you've been in this cycle of like dieting, if you're, I've asked plenty of my clients, like, like when have you ever not been trying to lean out or lose a few pounds or diet? You know, if it's a woman, it's like other than when you've been pregnant, if you have children, like when? And most of the time, it's like, oh geez, I mean, pretty much never, you know. So like, getting them to understand that like we need a break here. Like your body needs time to just kind of work up to like, what does a maintenance type, you know, eating look like for you? How can your body feel there? What can your body do when it actually has the food it needs instead of just like enough to basically survive? Absolutely. Like you're, you hit the nail on the head too. Cause like there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that, you know, you're, we have live in this society where, like, if you want something, you just go to the store and get it. You go online, you get it. You go on Amazon, you can get it in less than a day. You can get it delivered yep. to your house in a day. But it's not the same with body transformations, despite it being 2019, where we can, like, buy a product and, boom, we have it, right? So, like, that's the hard thing that people struggle with. So, psychologically, um, obviously, you know, Jason's biggest words are education drives compliance, but how do you how do you get people over that hurdle that, Hey, like this could take months before you're actually feeling better. Like I'm sure you've had clients where, um, you've been working with them for upwards of four or five months on a reverse diet. Like how do you get people through that, that hurdle? And 
Also, how do you make those jumps when it comes to increasing foods? Do you do, you know, do you do a drastic amount right away? Do you do 50 calories, 25 calories? How do you do that kind of adjustment? Uh, so with like initial setups of reverse dieting, I, I like to take things slow uh, unless if someone is totally like, because the slower you go, you know, generally speaking, the least amount of body fat gain you're going to have, right? Uh, on the other side of that, the faster you reverse diet, then basically the faster you can look to switch gears and diet. So it kind of depends on, you know, the person, but most people, even though they want to diet as soon as possible, don't want to gain a ton of body fat before they're able to. So we go slow and that's where people's food logs that we request are so important because, you know, I know a lot of people think like, just tell me the diet, like how much do I need to eat? And it's not that easy because I need to know what you're eating right now. Like how much are you currently taking in? And I'm going to build your diet, whether it's actually a cut or a reverse diet, you know, based on that information that I get from you, as well as like how much you're working out and, you know, all of your history that we ask about. So from there, um, sometimes when people are really like 900 calories a day, like let's say that's kind of what their samples look like, I'll make a little bit of a bigger initial jump and then kind of start slowing it down. But also these people, if they're so used to eating so little, like for some of them, they don't really get hungry anymore. And maybe they think that's a good thing, but it's not really a good thing, you know? So if you jump them up too much initially, like they will not be able to eat <laughs> that much food. Like it's going to feel like so much food for them. So that's another reason why going slow helps. And for some people, you know, maybe you take them initially up from like 75 carbs a day to a hundred and from like 60 grams of protein closer to a hundred, you know, they might say for the first week, Oh my gosh, this is so much food. Like it's really hard for me to eat, but it also is kind of exciting that I can eat this much. And then like an the next week or two weeks later, they're like, I'm so freaking starving, you know, like their metabolism <laughs> kind of kicks in it gets used to the fact that like, oh, okay, we're getting this regular amount of food in now daily instead of like never knowing, right? What am I going to get today? 4,000 calories or 900 calories? I have no idea. So, you know, then that hunger kind of kicks in and then their, their body is like, feed me. And what's kind of <laughs> cool is when you get more, a little bit farther down the road into the reverse diet is you can say like, okay, look, when you started, you were barely eating 100 carbs a day. And now you're eating like 225. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, can you even imagine what it would be like to go back to only eating, you know, like 100 carbs a day? And they're like, I don't even know how I did that. You know, like, so <laughs> that's one thing that's kind of neat is to explain to them as, but that happens down the line, right? So you got to get them there first. So again, my, most of the time my jumps are small and I'm talking when I say small after the initial setup usually it's like 10 grams of carbs at a time or five grams of fat at a time but sometimes it will be more like 20 carbs is like you can tell like they are their body has gotten used to the amount of food that they're getting and they are so hungry you know they are definitely ready for more so we're gonna make a bigger jump and then maybe after that we go back to being slow with it and, you know, so really it's about listening to the client's feedback. Like basically the check-ins that I have with my clients and everything that they tell me 
about how the past week has been, you know, is really what determines if and when a change is necessary. So, um, and I think I kind of forgot the other question you asked me. Um, let's go into the different types of responders for reverses too. Yeah. Because like, like I know that the, I know that there's you know, vaguely speaking, three different types. But again, like people don't know this stuff when they're listening to this. So, what are yeah. the like the the different types of responders that you usually see with a, a typical reverse? So there's going to be the hyper responder which is the person who starts eating more and they actually see weight loss or and, like, and or improved body composition at the same weight, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, of course, that's where everybody hopes <laughs> to land. <laughs> and, um, you know, so some people will start there and then move into kind of like basically they just, their body weight basically maintains as we push calories up, which is also very good, right? So you're like, you're eating more and more and more every week and you're not gaining weight. Like that is awesome. And that is not what you expected to happen when I first told you, you were going to have to start eating more, you yeah. know? So that's huge. And, and that can be, I have a client right now that we've been working together since last January. So we're a little over a year and she is eating more than double the amount of carbs that she was and more fat and protein as well. And she like is the same. And she's like, this blows my mind. Like, I don't even understand, you know, like, so again, everyone's bodies are different, you know, and, but I always think it's, it's also really neat to tell them like, it's going to be, this process is hard, but it's also exciting to see like what your body is capable of handling. Like, how much can we push things and what, good things can you see from the gym, you know, in that, in your energy at work. So there's the hyper responder. There's the person that basically maintains. And then pretty much at some point, everybody is going to hit like the surplus point where they start to gain weight. So even if you start out as a hyper responder or maintaining, um, you know, there's a good chance that at some point your total calories are going to get high enough that it's going to spill over and you're going to see an increase on the scale. So for some people, that's close to when we know we're done reverse dieting. Uh, but for other people, like, unfortunately, that starts to happen from almost the very beginning. And that is when, especially when this process is so hard, because, you know, they've come to you, the last thing they want is to have to gain weight. And yet here we are two weeks in and they're up, you know, two or three pounds. And like, that's really hard. So psychologically, that's rough. And as a coach, you know, we need to be there to remind them that like this actually an okay, it's an, it's a normal response in several people, you know, because they probably think that this doesn't work for me. And I'm the only person who's ever gained weight, you know, trying to do this reverse diet. Um, that's just not really the case, you know, but then they'll say, well, I see all these people on Instagram that are saying, you know, they're eating 300 carbs and they've lost five pounds. And how come that's not happening to me, you know, and just, to remember, most people aren't posting their, I started working with a nutrition coach and I'm eating more and I'm gaining weight and <laughs> this is a really hard process. You know, most people aren't sharing that. So just remember, like, you know, everything you see on, most everything you see on, on social media is a highlight reel. It's not real life, you know. Um, so, yeah, the psychological piece is really big because, for the hyper responder, it's super exciting, right? Like, woo, this is awesome. 
But then I think even with those people, there's the fear of how long will this last? Mm -hmm. When is this going to change where I'm going to start gaining weight? Um, so it's just really important as a coach to celebrate all the victories, no matter how small, because even those people who are gaining weight right from the get go, they are experiencing some positives, even if they don't fully recognize it. And that's why, you know, in our check-ins, we have our clients comment on more than just, did they hit their macros every day or not? You know, I want to know how your energy was, how you're sleeping, uh, how your workouts felt and your recovery. So, you know, if normally a workout leaves you sore for two to three days, and then all of a sudden that's cut down to just one day, that's a huge improvement. You know, if you noticed you were able to get a lot more done, like you actually had the energy and desire to do your dishes instead of just letting them pile up in the sink till there was like no bowls left and you had to, you know, that's progress. So even though they might not be seeing the scale reflect their hard work, like there is still work being done and then continually reminding them that this is being done now for also good things to come later, which is really hard. And I like to think of it, I explain it to people as like, if you're in debt, you know, being in debt is very overwhelming, whether it's student loans, credit card debt, car payments, you know, whatever. If you, you know, have a lot of debt, whatever that looks like for you, it's very overwhelming. And it's not really going anywhere anytime soon, right? So you have to work really hard to make extra money or cut back on your spending in other places so that you can pay off this debt, which while you're doing it doesn't really feel like, it feels like you're getting nowhere, you know? <laughs> and then, and even if it's just like, you've been a little overdrawn in your bank account, like you're a hundred bucks overdrawn in your bank account, you have no money to spend <laughs> and you deposit $50. Guess what? You still have no money to spend. You're still negative $50 in your bank account and you've worked hard to get that $50 to deposit, you know? So reverse dieting is very similar to that. Like you're working really hard now and it might be for a payoff that's so far down the road that that's one of the things that's most hard about it. And that's yeah. why I really think working with a coach is so important because, you know, my client, hey, every day is not roses. You know, I have some calls with my clients where they are just expressing to me how frustrated they are, you know, and that's okay. Like, that's what we're here for, too. And I like that my clients feel comfortable enough to say that, you know. Um, but again, they usually can find good things. Like, I have another client right now who's just heading on vacation. And her past history would be to crash diet before the vacation and then, you know, go ham on food for the first few days of the vacation and basically undo all of the hard work because, you know, you'd restricted so much. You haven't had any sugar for two months, three months, whatever it may be. You've had hardly any carbs and you go crazy. Whereas what we did instead this time is we have been feeding her much more adequately and she's going into this vacation, you know, thinking she's like, I'm not even thinking about all the food I'm going to eat while I'm there because <laughs> I don't need to. You know, she's like, yes, I know I'm going to indulge a little bit more because I'm on vacation, but she's not just counting down the days until she can just start eating everything, you know. So that kind of stuff is also good. There's just all those little bits of progress that are being made, even if it's not being reflected on the scale. And sometimes the scale 
is not showing any progress at all. And then you'll get progress pictures and it's clear as day that their body composition has improved. Absolutely. Um, I've had some clients, yeah. you know, I've had some clients gain weight and their body composition looks better. Um, you know, and that seems crazy, especially for women. And, you know, I've had that happen with men and women. So for me, you know, the scale, a lot of times with a client, it's like the number one thing that they are concerned with. And I understand I have been there myself. Uh, but for me as the coach, it's like one of the least important things for me. I'm looking at everything else and then the scale at, at the end, kind of, in a sense. So because the, the feedback that the body is giving you and how they are feeling, just generally speaking, is so much more important than what the scale is saying by itself. And so that's why you have to take it all together. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, I only had a couple more questions. So one of them being, what are some like actionable take-home cues for some people that, you know, that they might, might be needing a reverse diet? So like the, to know when. Um, and also, is there like a, is there a calorie amount uh, in terms of like body weight times X? to figure out, you know, what are an appropriate amount of calories at some point that I should be aiming for? Or where's that like poverty calorie amount where you're like, uh Oh, I'm kind of in that bad zone. Yeah. So the, there are tons of formulas that, you know, you can use to find stuff like that. And they all are going to tell you something just a little bit different. Um, so if, if you're curious to know if maybe a reverse diet might be for you, I think one of the most important things that you can do if you're not already tracking like how much you're taking in is track what you eat for a week. And this is not a time to like, quote unquote, eat good or, you know, be perfect. This is for you to see what you're eating really looks like, right? Are you someone who basically doesn't eat all day long and then come 11 p.m. you're raiding the pantry and eating a sleeve of Oreos and you know, two handfuls of saltine crackers, um, you know, or are you somebody who is eating very little for like three or four days? And then by that fifth day, your calories are like doubling from what they had been. So it's really good knowledge for you to have to see that. And if you are going to work with a nutrition coach, they're also going to want to see that. So do that for yourself. Don't you know, don't even be, try your best during that time, not to pay attention to like how many calories, um, my fitness pal or whatever app says you're eating. And please, if nothing else, if you download some sort of macro tracking app and it asks you a few questions, like what are your goals? What's your height? What's your weight? Blah, blah, blah. Do not go with the macros and calorie recommendation it gives you. Please Thank, do not. Thank you. Yes, because most of the time for women, it's going to be around 1200 calorie mark. And for most women, that's not enough food. Like, you know, so please uh, just ignore that part. This is data collecting at this point. So you're just going to enter in everything that you eat, get a food scale. They're like 20 or $30. You can get them almost anywhere, you know. And then from there, you can see from like Monday through Sunday, what did your eating look like in terms of total calories, in terms of how much protein, carbohydrate, and fat you're eating? And even for some people with very little knowledge, they will see, oh, man, I'm only eating 50 grams of protein a day. That's, that's really surprising to me. I thought I ate a lot more than that. You know, or holy cow, my, my carbs are super high. 
you know, and, but that means something different to everybody. Some people think 150 grams of carbs a day is a lot. I would say that is not a lot of carbs a day. <laughs> um, you know, so do that first. Then I like to use just for a very general uh, calorie amount is kind of like body weight times 14 or if someone is more on the overweight side, go for like a lean body mass or your best guess of like where a like sort of healthier weight would be for you. And that's again, a guideline. So you, especially like if that says you should be able to eat 1800 calories and maintain your weight, but you're currently eating closer to 1300 calories a day, you know, and not losing weight, that means that at this particular moment, your maintenance is about 1300 calories, you know, so that's why the reverse diet is important is because you're slowly going to work towards that goal of being 1800 calories and you might go past it and you might not and or you might not get there. So like I have, you know, my clients we reverse diet until their bodies, whether mentally, sometimes mentally they get to a point where they can't handle it anymore. And regardless of how far we've gone and how high we've pushed their calories, we have to take a break. That doesn't mean we go directly into a diet, but we just pull back a little bit and kind of chill out. And it's because it's stressful and we don't want to add more stress to, you know, someone's already overstressed mental state, um, you know, or you get to a point like, holy cow, we have pushed calories up plenty high, you know, um, let's start that diet phase. And that also you need to take into account how much someone is training and what type of job they have, you know, if they are, and this was always hard for me. So I, before I quit my corporate job to run my gym, I had an office job. I had a very sedentary job, but I did CrossFit, you know, for like an hour a day. And so I'm like, well, I don't know. Does that mean I'm sedentary or does that mean I'm like super active? Cause I don't really know. <laughs> and that can still be hard for people, you know, whereas, um, if you are, on your feet all day, whether you work in a warehouse or in a hospital setting, you know, or are like a delivery driver, you're up and down all the time. Like you're using more just in your normal daily life and then working out on top of it. So you just kind of have to go with, you kind of pick a starting place. If you're doing this on your own and my reverse dining book kind of lays out how to start on your own as well, but you get those sample days, you're going to pick a starting place that is a little higher from where those sample days were. And I kind of talked about too, how to, you know, where to set your protein and where to kind of like set your carbs and fat and how to know when to adjust each one, when and why. Um, but you're going to pick a starting point and then you're going to just slowly add to that every week or two or so, you know, and, and you're going to, the patience, the patience is the hardest part, whether you're trying to lose body fat or you're reverse dieting, you know, because your coach basically told you this is the only option for you at this point. Um, the patience is hard because this doesn't happen overnight. And even if it does happen quickly initially, it's going to slow down, right? So I have some clients who are like, holy cow, I lost five pounds my first week. And I'm like, that is awesome, but don't expect that rate to continue, you know? And most of the time they're like, yeah, I know, like that would be cool, but I, I knew that that wouldn't continue on. So, uh, yeah, it's really just the longer that you can take doing this, the better. And it actually goes the same way when you're dieting down, like the more time you have to do that diet, the better off you'll be because you don't have to go to those crazy, you don't go to those crazy extremes, right? Okay. So today I'm eating 
2,500 calories. I've been maintaining, you know, there for a month or two. So I'm going to start my diet. So bam, 1,500 calories. That's my new daily amount. That's a little, that's definitely extreme. So, you know, you want to avoid that. So whether you're reverse dieting or you're taking things up or you're starting the diet phase and taking things down, it should be a slow process. So that one, from the dieting perspective, if I have right off the bat cut you by a thousand calories, where do I go from there in the next couple of weeks? I don't really have a lot of room to pull from. And, you know, we want to be making progress on as much food as possible. So, and that's another thing I tell my clients in terms of starting to reverse diet is, you know, you don't even know yet. You're just assuming that as soon as you start eating more, you're going to gain weight, but you might not. Like, what if you don't? Like, what if you can eat more? and feel better, you know, and that's going to allow you to push harder in the gym. And you just kind of outline all the good things that can happen from it. Same with when you're dieting, you want, if I am maintaining weight at like 2,500 calories, what if I could start losing body fat on 2,400 calories? Wouldn't I rather do that than go all the way to 1,500 initially? So got to give it time, which is not something that we're used to having to do anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we talked about it over and over and over again yeah. in terms of like, yeah, you, that we want to have this, this fat loss thing that we can just pick up at the store. One of the last questions, the last question I have for you is kind of the one we talked about before we, we started recording was the idea that this changes, this reverse dieting changes so much of the food selection in terms of the relationship with food that people have. Um, for myself specifically, like I said to you, I was terrified of carbs, like terrified. Uh, if I had anything with a carb, like eating like the one gram of carbohydrates in like a, a serving of cheese was like scary to me. So like once I started reverse dieting and I was eating things like bread and other things that, you know, I thought would, would kill me, uh, and quote unquote make me fat. Um, I found that they weren't. So how do you, are you seeing the same thing in, in clients as well? And is, I guess, is that one of the biggest benefits of the reverse dieting? Yeah, absolutely. As you know, it's my goal for all of my clients is for them, you know, to get to a point eventually where they have such a good relationship with food that they don't really even have to think about the food they're eating very much. Right. Versus always being thinking about, that gram of carbs in the cheese, like, oh my gosh, that, what's going to happen with that? Or I just ate, you know, gluten, what is going to happen? I, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I've just slowly killed myself a little bit faster. <laughs> um, you know, and that was my background too, was all food quality, you know, until my cheat day, that was like my life for several years. And I still stress food quality, most definitely. But for me, and how I, you know, I like to see it in my clients was, I never tell my clients what they can or can't eat. You know, I, I want them to eat the foods that they're comfortable with. And that's how it was for me too. My first three months, I stuck to all still like clean slash paleo type foods to fill my macros. I wasn't ready to try anything else, you know. And then as my carbs got higher, and so for some people it says carbs get higher, or for some people it says fats get higher, I was like, huh, okay, well maybe maybe today I'll have a sandwich for lunch. Like, what would that even be like? You know, like, how would that be? And then you kind of slowly learn, right? So you had that sandwich and because it fit within the parameter of your macros, it was an appropriate serving instead of that like binge serving, right? When you're like, oh my gosh, I can't, I don't ever eat pizza. 
And then finally we had pizza at the Super Bowl and I ate one and a half pizzas all by myself. Of course you feel really bad, (laughs) right? So the learning that appropriate portions, regardless of the quality of the food, I think is also huge. So there's that. It kind of shows people, oh, okay, so this is about how much my body needs, you know, as they go. This is what an appropriate serving for me looks like carbs wise or fats wise. And then as, as the macros grow, they kind of get curious, right? Like it's like, okay, this is kind of cool. So maybe like, I really like pasta. What if I made pasta for dinner one night and I fit it into my macros? How much of a serving does that mean? And when they eat it, then they can also see if they were satisfied Um, If it caused any sort of like stomach or digestive upset, you know, and if it does and you can, then you shouldn't be eating that food on, you know, on the regular. Some people avoid dairy because they know it gives them acne. Um, Some people avoid, you know, gluten because it kind of makes them bloated and they don't digest it well. And for a lot of my clients, so they learned that a lot of those fears that they had associated with junk food, dairy, gluten, fats, you know, aren't actually the case for them that, you know, for the most part, they can actually eat just about anything they want. Uh, Other people still have to, you know, keep dairy out of their diet because it just doesn't really agree with them. And, but that's also something that you get to learn throughout this process. And for some people, when you overly restrict food types, uh, and then you, eventually eat whatever those foods are that you've been restricting, you might think that you felt so terrible because that food doesn't agree with you, whether it's like an intolerance or a digestive upset, but it might actually just be that you ate way too much of that food in one sitting, you know, or way too much total calories in one sitting. So that's the other thing with the reverse diet is it totally allows people to get a much better relationship with food. And that's what I really like about macro tracking in general is that it helps people see like basically there is some security knowing that these are what my macros are and as long I can basically eat whatever foods I want as long as I hit these numbers and like I'm gonna be okay right like it's gonna be okay I'm not gonna wake up fat the next day because I had some cereal for breakfast or I had ice cream at the end of the night, like they learn that through the process as they go. And then down the line someday, you know, if they stop tracking macros, they have all that knowledge that they've gained to be able to continue doing that. And then other people still continue to like to track because they like knowing that these, as long as I stay within these parameters, you know, essentially I'm, my body is going to be okay. So yeah, the relationship with food thing is huge. And I like it seeing it kind of happen in people when that wasn't even really maybe a goal they had or something that they knew that they needed to work on. And they're like, oh, yeah, so I had a bagel with my breakfast the other day and it was so good and it was totally fine, you know, and then I moved on from it. And eating one bagel didn't mean that I ate, you know, um, pizza for lunch, pasta for dinner, uh, (laughs) whole thing of ice cream for dessert, you know, like they can limit it to that one meal, that appropriate serving. And then they're like, Oh, this is okay. You know? And so they build trust like within themselves and with the food that they're eating. And then slowly they can keep foods in the house that maybe they couldn't before because they couldn't stop eating. Like if it was in the house, they wouldn't stop eating it until it was gone. Like that was totally me. Um, (laughs) all of a sudden I was like, Whoa, I can keep 
ice cream in the freezer and I don't eat it in massive quantities until it's gone, <laughs> you know, just because it's there. Like my ice cream would like call to me from the freezer, like Brandy, <laughs> come eat me. Like you need to finish me, you know, like that's how it would be. Um, so I totally understand that with people. And I think too, as coaches, that's one thing that really helps is we're, you know, a lot of us have been there before and I, you know, the clients can ex can be talking about their frustrations or their victories and we get it because we've been there and like we're changed for the better because of what we've experienced and we like seeing that change happen in our clients as well absolutely like i couldn't agree with you more on that like in terms of people just being scared of food and then trying things out and then you're right just developing that trust process within themselves um and figuring out like you know, that, that food that they they love but have been depriving themselves of for years isn't going to kill them. Like having a slice of birthday cake on their birthday is not going to be, is not going to ruin the year for them. Like not going to make, exactly. make them like fat just over one night. That's pretty much everything for me, Brandy. But I know, as we mentioned kind of loosely a couple times so far, is that you've, you wrote a book on this. So I want to give you the chance to, to talk a little bit about that and where people can find that if they want to pick it up so that they can kind of dig more on this and learn more about reverse dieting in that process. Yeah. So you can find the ebook on the IN3 nutrition website and the, in the, let's see, it's on the website under all in essentials and it's called undo the damage reverse dieting made easy. And it really walks you through, you know, kind of why it might be a good, place for you, how to go about setting it up, how to go about the whole process week by week, and when to know that you're ready to finish the reverse diet and go into either a maintenance phase, a strength building phase, or like a cutting phase. So it really aligns things out nice and simple. And it is beneficial for coaches as well as people who maybe can't afford a nutrition coach or even some of my clients have bought it and they're like, Oh, reading this helped me understand this process so much better. You know? So I explained to them what's happening, but also you need to educate yourself and you learn a lot by looking things up, researching things yourself, reading, you know, listening to podcasts, reading books, watching YouTube videos. You learn a lot from that more so than someone just saying you need to eat more, you know, this is why you need to eat more. Like that's good information. But when you dive in yourself, it like really sticks, right? And you're like, Oh, okay. This makes sense. And the more you understand the process, the easier it is to keep going, even when things kind of get hard. So check that out. Uh, you can also see, like I have a link to it on my Instagram page. If that's easier for you, you can find me on Instagram just under my first and last name, Brandy One. So look that up. I even have a post on there recently that kind of shows like me when I started into like working out and wasn't ready to change my diet yet and how slow my results came the first year. Like it weight loss is hard. Changing your body is hard. Learning how to feed yourself the appropriately, you know, it takes time. Uh, so, you know, you, that was what, like 12 years ago that I kind of started out and it, I haven't stopped, you know, like <laughs> I'm still working out. I am still 
you know, I don't, I actually don't track my macros anymore on the daily, but I am aware of what I'm eating, right? Like I've learned what portions my body needs. I know how to listen to my body when it's hungry and, and honor that and tell, you know, rather than being like, no, it's okay that you're, you know, nope, you don't need to eat yet. You don't need to eat yet. I I don't get lightheaded in my workouts anymore because I'm actually eating enough. And if any of you have ever been there, like that's a rough feeling. (laughs) So yeah. You know, um, but yeah, so check out the book. Um, I've had plenty of people who have read it, who have emailed me questions. I'm happy to answer any questions. So reach out to me and I'll help you as best I can. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to pick up a copy myself and I'm going to give away uh, one copy of that book to a lucky listener uh, whenever this podcast gets aired uh, so that people can, you know, read more about it and read more about not just you, but also like the process of it because I have so many people that ask really insightful questions and don't know everything about reverse dieting and I wish they would just trust the process more so the more education yeah people can get on it uh, I think the better you're going to be able to trust something because it doesn't just sound like this this guy that, or girl whoever it is saying um, eat more move less <laughs> which is completely opposite of what we've been told for decades now yeah that's it for now, guys. Uh, we'll get back to you again next week. Thanks so much, Brandy, for coming on. And I hope uh, again in the future we can have you on once more. Absolutely. All right. Take care, guys. <laughs>